great to be sitting in as we get the week started here for Jeff MacArthur. During this pandemic, we've changed our mind, haven't we, about certain professions, and we're we're seeing people make all these different decisions. And all of a sudden, there is this realization of how important certain people are, frontline workers, grocery stores, all of those things. We got down on our hands and knees and thanked the powers that be that there were people who did that and did a very good job at it. Well, I'm going to add another profession in there, the trucking industry. There is a huge demand for truckers, and we need them. The supply chain, all of a sudden, people who are just used to clicking and opening the door, we realize we need people. We have a new understanding, and the weather in BC, as we've seen those pictures, we have a new understanding. A, how fortunate we have been, and B, who is doing those jobs? Well, lots of news happening in the trucking industry. And again, as I talked about at the top of the show, uh, they're one of the groups that are asking for a little bit of a, a delay in some of these vaccine proposals, whether you're a Toronto District School Board worker or whether you're a truck driver, some are scrambling and they need more time. Joining us is Stephen Laskowski, who is the Canadian Trucking Alliance president. Stephen, good afternoon. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me on, Arlene, and thanks for that wonderful intro. Now, what's going through the minds of truckers right now with these vaccine proposals? A couple of days ago, we learned that whether it's Canada or the United States, they have to be double vaccinated. Is that a problem for how many truckers? So, you know, Arlene, I think that uh, going into your intro and building off of that, I think it's it's not just a, a challenge for our drivers and a challenge for our industry, which it is, but it's a challenge for Canadians and Americans who have gone to realize that uh, we rely on trucking services to move Canada U.S. trade and all those goods that come along with it, $650 billion worth of trade on an annual basis. So the issue becomes, and our message to Washington and Ottawa is, let's work together as we have throughout this whole crisis as an industry and government, making sure that uh, both Canadians and Americans have what they need through this pandemic. And let's find a date that is less disruptive, not just to our industry and not just to our drivers, but to the entire economy of both in Canada and the United States. Why is this date disruptive? So uh, prior to uh, COVID-19, many who are in our industry who are following us will know that we had a driver shortage. Uh, that has uh, the situation has become worse during COVID, like many sectors, uh, which being referred to as now the Great Resignation. It, that has not uh, skipped over our industry. Many have retired in great numbers. And prior to going into COVID, we had one of the oldest uh, working populations in, in Canada. So you combine those factors. We had a we had a situation, a negative situation going into uh, COVID nineteen with a driver shortage. Now what we're facing as of this year is 20,000 drivers unseated. What that really means is that there's 20,000 trucks now that could currently be moving in Canada, in the United States, uh, crossing the border, pardon me, uh, that are not, not because there's not product for it to move, but because there aren't drivers. And what we're saying with the, with the vaccine mandate of January 15th, 
that will be significantly intensified. And what we want to do is work and sit down, as I mentioned earlier, with both governments, with our customers in particular, to sit down and assess what the situation is and to find a date moving into the future that is less disruptive to the Canadian and U.S. economy. How are the truckers reacting to this? We've seen certain segments where there's been more unvaccinated people. What about truck drivers? If I was a truck driver going back and forth and back and forth, I'd want to be the truck driver who was vaccinated. It would make people feel good. I mean, is there a higher proportion of truckers who are not into this? So, uh, no, absolutely, absolutely not. I think it's reflective of Canadian society. We have fleets as high as 85 90%, and some depending on the 100% vaccinated drivers. And then we have other fleets that are, are below the 80%. I think it's reflective of our Canadian society, as, as is our trucking industry. So uh, currently, right now, you have 120,000 Canadians employed in the trucking industry that cross the border. Where our numbers are coming from is if you take between 10 and 20 percent of those drivers out of the workforce, there's your number. At 10 percent, you're at 12,000. At 20 percent, you're at 24,000. And we also have 40,000 truck drivers in America that cross the Canada-U.S. border. We know the vaccine hesitancy in the United States is higher uh, than it is in Canada. And we estimate about 40 percent of those drivers out. So that's another 16,000. So in essence, what we we could be facing is somewhere between the mid to the high 30s uh, thousand of drivers leaving the system. Yeah, and it's already short. Stephen, let me ask you, are you confident um, a big hunk of those Canadian drivers will become vaccinated? So they already are. And so the the issue becomes of making more time for those who have uh, vaccine hesitancy, educate them more, and also to... Uh, to work with our customers, but that's what I mean. Of those who yeah. aren't, uh, who are not vaccinated, are you confident that they will comply? Well, that, that's a question that I think each individual person can answer. What we do know is that with more time, and we've seen this. Uh, with more education and understanding, we can get those vaccination numbers up. We've seen that in society. It's working for society. And we also need to take into effect, it's not just about the vaccination numbers getting up. It's understanding the implications of not having those drivers. It, it is obviously, it's a health care issue. It's a societal issue. And it's also a, an economic one. Let me ask you just how severe, as you said, there was a shortage of truck drivers. People are noticing. I was I was under the understanding, too, that you can't even get into some of the courses. The demand is so high. Well, uh, you know, it's not just the courses. I think, that, you know, you hit on a good point that uh, I didn't raise earlier. When we lose drivers, there's no one to replace them. And so the issue becomes not just the vaccination, But if individuals leave the industry, it will be a considerable amount of time before we can replace them all, meaning the disruption will last longer. So, yes, training and our industry will have to uh, continue to improve its recruitment. We'll be working with the government as well on different issues to to create more drivers. But the reality is, in 2022, if we lose these drivers, we will have a longer period of disruption. Now, in order to draw more drivers, it's appealing to people, and people are rethinking their careers right now. Stephen, what can you say for those who are listening right now who consider that maybe driving a truck might be their future? 
starting next week, uh, we'll be launching a national campaign to attract people to our industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an industry. What's your that, pitch? What's your uh, pitch you know, to people? It's it's the pitch is opportunity, an opportunity aplenty, meaning you can there are. Lots of opportunities to drive truck. There's lots of opportunity to work back at the office, whether that's uh, in the warehouse or in the professional area. We are an industry that will continue to move the Canadian economy well into the future and incredibly diverse. So opportunity will be here for a long time. You won't have to worry about our industry disappearing. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Stephen Laskowski, who is the Canadian Trucking Alliance president. Stephen, happy trucking. Thank you. Thanks very much, Arlene. Or keep on trucking, as the old uh, badges used to say in the T-shirt, famous T-shirt from decades and decades ago. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.